One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Awesomes, welcome back to Awesome Today. I'm your host, Meg Teets, joined today by my... First time ever, new boyfriend. <laughs> Please talk in that voice the whole time. Always. People believe I have Doing a boyfriend. It. <laughs> Kyle, my longtime husband. I'm just here for the intimate moments <laughs> afterwards. So if you can hear the sound of what s- might sound to your ears like a... Like feral yes, wild beasts? Like feral hogs have been released in our house and they're they're eating all our stuff. Um, it's not that. Well, it kind of is. A little bit that. Tell, tell the people what the background noises are today. We mentioned... Last week. Was it last week yeah. only? It feels like... A month's gone by since last week. Yeah. We mentioned that if you have dog pets or just random dags that you like, and you happen to have a local butcher of some sort, that maybe you should ask about if they have some femur bones in the back. Yeah. That the the dags like them. The dogs like the femurs. We had done that. Well, today... As I went by the meat market for a couple of, of steaks for today's main meal for us, I picked up a femur for each. Now, it's not like a femur from like true knee joint to hip no, joint. No, It's in length. They're like the top third. Okay. It's a section of a... F- it's a section. Yeah. Cow femur. Um, other parts of that they leave into steaks that they cut. Yeah. And things like that. Well, I, I brought one home for each of the now three doglets in our family. And the two Bosties, at original presentation, I hope you can hear this. I hope you can hear it. At first, they didn't know what to do with it, whereas the young pup knew immediately and went to work. Yes. So we, we ended up taking them away from the older two, 
I hope you can hear this. I reintroduced him a while ago. One of the dogs sounds like a very disgruntled pigeon. Yeah. It's very feral. It's very interesting. The, in fairness, these bones are like the size of half of each of the dogs. They're giant. <laughs> yes. Very Fred Flintstone-like. Yes, they are giant. And yeah, at first the bossies were just like, uh, what are we supposed to do with these? Mm -hmm. They literally were staring at them yes. and kind of licking them. If that. Yeah. If that. They were. They just didn't know where to go. Yeah. But again, I hope this is coming in over the mic, at least originally and not for the whole episode. Yes. They've definitely found their groove. Well, we, we realize that fresh from the butcher they were frozen yeah and maybe that was just enough off-putting for our sensitive little dainty yes, dogs dainty bosties but yeah they are going to town on them now yeah. and and they are in their beds and anytime izzy who is not in her bed uh walks by their beds they really freak out yeah so yeah it's always something here it's always something um but yeah, they're they're enjoying that. We're enjoying uh, a beautiful fall afternoon. In the Oklahoma sense of beautiful fall afternoon. True, true. Other true, people true. may disagree yeah. with what that means, but it is 70 degrees here. Yeah. Which is nice. It's nice. Yes, we were sitting outside, enjoying the afternoon. Now we're here on the microphone. On the mic. Literally, I'm sitting on it. <laughs> In an awkward way. So let's do a little uh, early November watch, read, listen, and also talk about lifestyle. Thank you. Thank you for including the pause. Yes, it's important to do so. Um, what have you watched? Okay, I, I, we haven't even talked about this because I'm still not sure what to make of it. Well, and because we both are still technically living as though we were maritally separated. <laughs> yeah, sort of bouncing back and forth, sleeping arrangements. Sleeping random places. Yes. With random people. No, but... Well, honestly, yes. Well, They're all children of ours. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like you've strayed from yeah. the sanctity of the marriage. No, no. Um... The other night... Nor have I, for yeah, the matter. I right. just want that to be clear. Yes. The other night I watched on Hulu a Hulu documentary called God Forbid, and it tells the story, the scandal, if you will, of a man who was involved in a sexual way with Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife. Mm, delightful. Oh my gosh, her, her name escapes me right now. I believe it's Mrs. Falwell. Okay, Yes. And the Junior. very interesting, salacious um, triad they had going on. You know what pops into my mind as you describe this? What? Before before Kevin Spacey self-canceled. Yes. What was the what was the uh, governmental drama? House of Cards. House of Cards. They had a, a season or two in there where they were very adventurous and who they might invite in to their yeah. Their bed frolicking, including yes. some of the special agents assigned to defend them. And that's that's all that pops into my okay. mind as you're talking. All about. right. Well, this is a sort of like real life version of that. Yeah. Except nobody was nearly as important. Well, so he wasn't. Jerry Falwell was not the president of the United States, but he was the president of Liberty University. The well, and we all know what that is. <laughs> what? <laughs> the wildly no, conservative. Like, nobody... Probably listening has ever heard of Liberty University oh, until you have. said it. I bet so. It's fairly well known. Mm, is it? I don't know. If I you're bet, a conservative I bet Christian. if I just went door to door in our neighborhood, which I've done before, not for this reason. Yeah. And was like, 
what do you know about Liberty University? Okay. They'd be like, why are you here first? <laughs> and then, nothing, go away. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's an angry pigeon in here. Oh, because, yep, she went back over there. Yeah. Um, Okay, anyway, this documentary is really quite fascinating. I didn't know anything about this whole scandal. And it's not just the, the sex that's involved here. It's also, like, finances, money. It's also the foreplay? No. <laughs> um, investments, real estate development. I mean, like, it, it's, it really is a wild story. And I kept Googling to fact check. I was like, I know I'm watching a documentary, but... This is this is off the rails. Excellent. We all like that. So anyway, it is it's a very interesting watch. I would even recommend it to you because at first I thought it was just going to be like sexy gossip, which mm-hmm. I am always here to watch a documentary on, but it really got into some interesting things with politics and it like I said money, fundraising, all kinds of things that were I I was like, wow, this is a great story. Of course, with any documentary, you're going to have the perspective of the filmmaker. The documentarist. The documentarist has their own um, point of view when they're telling a story. It has to do mainly with who's paid for it. Well, that can definitely play into it for sure. Um, but it's a, it's a very interesting watch. I don't know if I'd say it's a good, a good watch. It's definitely a watch for grown-ups. Don't watch it with your children, please. Unless your children are really advanced. <laughs> really advanced. Um, but that's on Hulu. All right. Um, I do want to watch a documentary that just came out on Friday. I have not watched it yet, and I'm so sad that I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Selena Gomez came out with a documentary called My Mind and Me. Oh, no, Me and My Mind. No, my mind and me. You, I can't remember. You put me and my mind but in the notes. I think it's actually my mind and me. Okay. Well, something to do with mind and me. Yes. Um, I adore Selena Gomez. I think she is so fantastic. Uh, a very, very entertaining actress, a talented musician, a performer, and also I love her makeup line, Rare Beauty. Okay. So, anyway, this is the story of how I'm holding the puppy at this point, and and it's hard to be on mic when you're she holding it. wants She's, to slap your face and bite the mic. In the two weeks since we've gotten her, she has grown so much. Yes. It's starting to get a little cumbersome to hold her. Not according to her. No. Um, so anyway, Selena Gomez a couple of years ago was diagnosed with lupus and then also on the heels of that diagnosed with bipolar disorder. In the meantime, wow, that's she's, a lot. yeah. In the meantime, she's, you know, continuing to work and, and build this cosmetics line and everything. And so this is her story of her getting these diagnoses and then coping and learning to live with this. So I'm very, very much looking forward to this. This is on Apple TV and, um, I, I'm, curious about it. And I'm, like I said, I'm so sad at myself that I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Oh, what I've tried to watch, as you know, is season three of Unsolved Mysteries, mm-hmm. which came out a while back. Uh, every single time I put this on, every time. You're out. By, by the time the opening credits are over, I'm asleep. There's something so sleep-inducing to me about this show, and I really do want to watch it. Well, it's okay to sleep. Yeah. It's not overrated. Yeah. There's something about it that my my brain is just like, oh, true crime. Now is the time to snuggle in and relax. (laughs) 
do you think it is the effect of, well, if it's happening to someone else, it can't happen to me, so I'm safe? Probably. That's part of it. There's something about the music on Unsolved Mysteries that also has a powerful, sleepy impact on me. So there's that. That's fair. Yes. I think you've still been hitting up some rewatches and not anything particularly on the entertainment channels new, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm ready to unpack a whole lot of stuff, but yeah, are you ready for that. that? You want to save that? We're going to save that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for, in terms of, of streaming services proper and what I've been watching, it's just stuff to try to fall asleep. Yes. Nothing outlandishly delightful. Okay. Reading wise. <clears throat> This is a little, this is, um, this is not my usual thing I talk about on Awesome Today or on Sword Awesome. It's pornography. No, it's not. <laughs> Softcore. It's okay. Softcore. It's only three-quarter frontal nudity, not full. Okay. Is that how you define it? It's like side boob. Okay. This week, I woke up one morning and I was like, I cannot, I cannot deal with these migraines anymore. I've had migraines... That was an important thing to outline. It was the migraines you've been having that you're fatigued with, not you weren't like, like referring to me as migraine and like I'm leaving. No. Migraine the condition. One of my nicknames in high school was migraine. <laughs> Kyle the migraine teeth. No, no, just migraine. <laughs> Shut up, migraine. And then they'd slap me in the back of the head. No. Um, no, nobody did that. <laughs> but for real, though, for real, um, my migraine headaches have gotten completely out of control. They've escalated. They've escalated. They really have. Um, when I, they were escalating in terms of how often I was getting them and the how long they were lasting, and I'm just like. I just can't. I can't do this. One morning this week I woke up and I was like, I just can't. I cannot live my life trying to, you know, run a business, raise five children, homeschool two of them. We have three Raise dogs. a husband. Yes. So you're very, quite helpless. No, you're not. Mostly. <laughs> very independent. In fact, it's beyond helpless. It's more like counter helpful. <laughs> you giggle politely. No, you're not counter helpful. You're it's extremely true. helpful. Yeah. I'm just trying to tell about my migraine. I know. Um, situation. Its so, name is Kyle. No. <laughs> I started doing some, you know, what you do when you're like, I can't deal with this health problem anymore. I started doing some digging on the internet. Yes. Screw doctors. <laughs> What's Google say? Well, I've been seen by doctors. I have prescription medicine for I've it. been seen by doctors. Yeah. Mainly at the grocery store, just in passing by, like, hey, doc, what's happening? And they're like, I see you. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> You're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> the last time I stopped to engage and speak with one in a grocery store, he tried to give me a physical. Really? Like the old... Mm-hmm. Turn your head and cough situation. Well, no, the backdoor invasive kind that men my age are supposed to do. Isn't that turn your head and cough? That's the balls. What? There's two different things? Yeah, yeah. I don't mind other people touching my <laughs> balls. In fact, I have a website where people can sign up for that. That's a whole different thing. I hadn't planned on going there. 
Um, no, no. Once you reach about 30, they want to start checking out uh, the prostate, which requires it requires a backdoor examination into the prostate. Also known as a rectal exam? Or no, well, way, no it's that's... not a rectal exam. It's a rectal entry. <laughs> It's not a, it's not a, it's not hot like it sounds. Okay. Okay. I literally never knew until this very moment in time that that was different. I thought turn your head and cough was checking the prostate. No, no. That's balls. Well, what happens for a hernia? When you cough? Oh, for a hernia. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have learned so much in the past few yeah. minutes. Well, listen, there's a, people, people rightfully so marvel at the mysteries that are a woman. Yeah. But there's. I mean, there's one or two mysteries about a man. One or two. And we just explored them all. Now you know them. It's no longer a mystery. Um, I did some internet digging and eventually... Gave yourself a... (laughs) Gave yourself a a man's hernia test? Didn't work out so well? Nope. I found my way to um, a woman named Dr. Angela Stanton. Dr. Completely BS Fake Stuff dot gov? No, she's a real person with real science now she's not an md and she makes that very clear from the beginning she's a phd she's never so much gone to quote unquote school i'm wondering how many minutes it's going to take for me to even get to the title of this book that i've been reading i don't know it's been a few say it fast dr angela stanton is a phd and her phd is in the realm of neuroeconomics neuroeconomics which is a study neuroeconomics? Yes. This is a beautiful word I've never heard. Thank you. It's the study of mostly hormones, hormones in our system and how and how to make money off of them. No, and how the hormone system impacts the choices we make. That's the field of study okay. that she's in. So, okay. she herself is a migrainer and she also got fed up. This is the colloquialism for someone who has migraines, a migrainer. Yes. It took me a while because you never, you never prepped me with the new language system. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, it is, but then how dare you, how dare you suppose you know the pain I'm in? As someone married to someone with migraine? (laughs) Or just being a migrainer familiar. (laughs) You are on a roll today. Goodness gracious. She herself suffers from migraines. And about 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago, she also got fed up with it. She also had seen doctors and had been prescribed medicine and just nothing was treating the migraines that she was having. And she noticed as she was getting older, same thing that I noticed, having them more frequently and they they were lasting longer. So I'm just going to give you a brief rundown. I don't really like to super go into a lot of health stuff. Because well, you're not a doctor. I'm not, but I am a patient. <laughs> you are? Are you? Of a book? You're of a book, a, okay. yes. The book that she wrote based on all of this is called Fighting the Migraine Epidemic, The Complete Guide, How to Treat and Prevent Migraines Without Medication. Just for yourself, or can you also treat others? No, you should really only treat yourself. Okay. 
And I like to treat myself. She made the connection through tons and tons of research and digging into all of the data. She began to realize there's a strong connection between um, the hormonal systems of the body and people who suffer from migraines. Mm-hmm. And she recognized some things that were in common with people who have what she calls migraine brain. I know you don't like that term, but it's that's little, what she calls it. It's a little douchey. That's what she calls it. And she has this really fascinating theory. People who suffer from migraines tend to be very sensory sensitive. Okay. So things like bright lights, loud noises, smells, these are things that people that suffer migraines are, even when they're not having a migraine, are really sensitive to. They want to have one when they smell something strong. Nobody wants them, I'm telling you. They kind of do, because it lets them have that cool name. I'm a migrainer. She has a theory that the migraine brain was the actual, like, original human as as evolution occurred. and It began as a brain that hurt? It grew into humanity that... All humans were sensory sensitive because it was a matter of survival. And well, sure. so when well, we still are, just differently so. What? We're we're all still tied into the caveman brain of survival. We just perceive threats differently over okay. time. Yes. And those perceived threats would manifest in these symptoms, which are not just headache, but they do include headache. And that as humanity has evolved and the threats were less to daily life that the human brain adapted, but some of us still have that Mm -hmm. brain programming and some people don't. That's why some people get migraine and some people don't. Okay. Does that make sense? Ish. Okay. Which means sort of. (laughs) Sort of. It's one of my favorite words. Somehow I knew that. I do not want to like belabor the science, but ultimately she recognized two major things about the in common with people who suffer from migraine. Mm -hmm. Number one, an imbalance. They're married to an (laughs) a-hole. That is a trigger. Okay. Fair. (laughs) And you said yours have been getting both more frequent and more long lasting. Yes. Interesting. You've been triggering me more and more every day. I don't doubt that. No, that's not true. But, um, that on a cellular level, that people with migraine have an electrolyte imbalance. Okay. Their brains use more salt than a non-migraine person. And when that happens, when that salt is depleted, it triggers the migraine. Okay. Now, second and related to that is a glucose response. Yeah. When glucose enters the bloodstream, when glucose comes to knock on the door of the cell, it barges its way in. Mm -hmm. And when it does, it expels salt and water out of that cell. Yes. And so for people who have this glucose response, uh, when that happens, when they eat carbohydrates, for example, and the glucose goes into the cells of their blood and that salt gets pushed out, well, the salt is then peed out, as we do. I love to pee salt. This that was one of my nicknames in high school. Old pea salt. Not salt pea? No, no. Pea salt. Okay. It's like, a, it's more of a sea shanty type name. Oh Captain Pea Salt. That probably is somebody's name somewhere in this world. Well, it was mine in high school, damn it. I'm trying to tell you. Okay. So, for people with migraine... One of the most pivotal ways to control, to prevent the migraine in general, and then especially if you feel one coming on, is to really limit your intake of glucose. Yeah. 
in your diet. Yeah. And so she's created a basically adapted version of keto that okay. she has created and calls the migraine protocol. Okay. That's all I'm going to go into on that. Well, do I get yeah, to go ahead? Do I get to vomit interjection are into you going the microphone? To, are you going to salt pee on my parade? Um, only in the normal sense that I always would. Okay. There's a, still a lot of aggression around the dog bones. I don't, yeah. It sounds like somebody's trying to break in the house right now. <laughs> Maybe they are. I don't know. Um, I'm. I am a skeptical I person. You were say I'm a scientist. <laughs> and I am a scientist. That was my second phrase. I am a scientist. No, I'm a skeptical person, but I'm also very open to seeing perspectives. And I, I don't. I don't have the energy to go research what you're referencing as the science, as she would present it. Sure. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What I do believe from my own learning and life experience and all of that is that the hormonal system, well, to back up, is that we, we barely know anything really about the human body. Mm -hmm. We know some bits and pieces here and there, but nobody's been able to smash it all together into a guidebook, right? Right. And two, that the hormonal system is wildly impactful for every kind of health thing imaginable. So many of health maladies are centered around hormonal things which is insulin resistance and a myriad of other things. Right. Um, and so I'm less concerned about the quote unquote validity of what she's claiming as the science. But what I can see in what you're mentioning is that through diet, you're managing hormones. Yes. And at the, at, to me at a simplistic level, if hormones are the major player in what gives you the right to either accept or reject the name of migrainer yes. for yourself, yeah. then by all means, pursue manipulation of hormones yeah. through diet, through preferably not meds. We weren't designed, I don't think, necessarily to rely on meds if we could help it. If there's a way to dodge meds by eating better, I'm a huge fan of that. I also understand there's times where maladies exist and meds are required. So I'm not saying you're a loser if you take prescriptions right. or whatever. I'm just saying now, if, if we can manage life and health and experience and all of that through eating whatever it is that seems to make our hormones create the most enjoyable outcome for us physically, right? then yeah. And if, if for you to believe that, you need somebody else's science, whether it's real or fake, but it leads you down the path of 
doing something that makes a difference, then I am throwing the stamp of peace alt approval. Thank Captain you. Peace Alt approves of your decision. Me hearties. Me hearties. <laughs> and you have been extremely supportive since I started this yeah. week last week. I was so I've serious about I've been peeing it. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited to find something that would give me hope for a, mm-hmm. um, not having to suffer with this that I just started immediately. Like, I just was like, okay, this sounds right. And yeah. I just dove right into and, it. And in a committed way. Yes. Where it wasn't like, well, I guess I'll try this, but then you struggle with all the snack foods that are around because Weird. five kids and three dogs, even some of those dog <laughs> treats smell delicious. Yes. Yeah. But no, you've but been you've been hardcore committed and that's boom, done. It's well good. and it's been pivotal that you I mean, you make our dinners every night and you have been very conscientious to be like, okay, so is this okay? You could do in this. Is this not okay? I'm a real considerate bastard when yes. it really comes down to it. Yes. I really am. You are. I come across as an abrasive prick and I am fully and I own that. But I also, I, I do make, even if it's weak, I make an attempt to try to care about the people around me. It's not weak. It's very strong. And you have very strongly supported me. And, and a strong bladder. No, that's, that's not a true. different topic, but it is true. I can hold my pee for a long time. No, you cannot. Yes, you're, I can. You're like a little. I could have gone 15 minutes trip. ago, but I've been holding it. <laughs> um. So don't I, put me in a car, though. That triggers. That's a hormonal trigger for my pee uh, response. Is it? Okay. Yes. yes, a stress trigger, even. Maybe. Okay. It's all hormones. I'm going to put a link to this book in the show notes if you yourself are a migrainer or you know someone who is and you just want to look into and see what she's saying about all of this. You can or if go you'd check like to be a migrainer. No, don't do that. Maybe there's some that. pointers for no, what you could do. Don't do it. To exacerbate I would like an to, otherwise healthy existence. I would encourage you to never do that. It's not a good choice, no. but we all need something to feel special about. Yes. Okay. Listening wise. You listened to someone's campfire. I did. I found... His name's Jim. He's not my uncle. I do have an Uncle Jim. You certainly do. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Jim's my uncle. Jim's your uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I found on Spotify, which is a terrible place to find podcasts, as much as Spotify wants to be your home for all of your listening needs... They're good for playing them. They're not good for discovering them. They're actually better for discovering them, I think. Well, no, not really. I think their player is terrible. I hate okay. it. But I don't know how or why. Well. Because all of our apps are spying on us at all times. Yes. You listen to podcasts predominantly through a phone. Yes. I listen to podcasts predominantly through a computer. Okay. Now I can see how that would be a radically different experience. Yeah. yeah. So from that perspective, I actually I actually do enjoy Spotify more than okay. the old iTunes. Well, let's say then I will revise my statement and say Spotify's mobile app it's dung. Is not great for podcasts, in my opinion, Your Honor. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Um, however, Spotify did say, hey, you like spooky stuff, right? So listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> that's that's that is, too spooky. He is for their me. champion. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Jim Harold's Campfire is a podcast that has been on for like 10 years. This is like not new, right? That's kind of, I feel like, though we. It hurts to admit it. I feel like we're always a few steps behind. We discover a thing 
after the first rush of people discovered it and then lost interest. If it lasts beyond that, we're like, oh, hey, looky here. Exactly. So Jim Harold is a man. He's got a couple of podcasts. He's very, very interested in all things paranormal. Mm -hmm. Well, his Campfire podcast is where listeners, he sits he doesn't sit down. Okay, that's that's not the right. He verbiage. sits down to podcast. I was going to say he sits what kind down of a with freak listeners. Does that <laughs> all of us? You stand up. to We're podcast. sitting down right now. But you stand up. For I your, used to. I you don't anymore. Yeah, you I checked know, it in. You're like sitting. Look at me like a sucker standing up. I could be sitting down. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly what happened. Well, fair on, enough. On his campfire show, his listeners does he play call with in. I don't think so. I think the campfire Damn. is just sound effects. I, love I hate to, play to with matches. I hate to burst your bubble, but he does have a campfire sound effect at the beginning of the show. That's nice. I appreciate that. It doesn't play out through the whole show. That would be a little over the top. It'd be like a dog gnawing a bone constantly through a whole episode. Or like chickens squawking in a neighbor's backyard. We'll get to that later. That's a story for later. Story for later. Hang on for that. Um, I love Jim Harold's Campfire. I've been listening to it so much, even though Halloween is in our rearview mirror now. It is cozy spooky. It's okay. what you want from cozy spookiness. The stories that his listeners tell, none of them are like graphic or gory or extremely frightening. They're like, they're literally the kind of stories you tell around the campfire. And so somebody in the cozy comfy sense, someone breaks into your house, but then cleans it. Yes. Wouldn't that be a delight? Dream come true. Let's, let's advocate for that. Maybe we can find an asylum who will work in cooperation with us to get this done. I don't think they call them asylums anymore, but maybe That's fine. we can make They it can happen. dodge the truth if they wish. It is an asylum. Okay. Just like people are crazy. And a lot of asylums are, guess what, haunted. And well, they should be. <laughs> It should be. The shit that was done in the 60s and 70s? Well, going back a lot longer than that. That's just that's just from my personal experience. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Anyway, they cover a variety of topics. It's not just ghosts, although there usually is a ghost story. And it's like, I don't know, seven or eight people's stories per episode. About the same ghost or different no, ghosts? No. It's like little snippets of stories. It's like okay. one caller will tell like a five-minute story. Okay. 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 And so, so they've stitched it. Yes. Yes. Excellent mm. production on this show. It's ghosts. It's aliens. It's um, reincarnation. It's all kinds of just like the spooky and the unexplained. Okay. And I have just been loving it. It's been like a little... Warm, spooky hug. And this me. is Jim Harold's campfire. Yes. And I'm sure you can Not find Not Jim it. Harvey. No. He has his own campfire, and nobody gives a damn. Okay. I've been listening on Spotify. I'm sure you can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Fair enough. Tell me, as we transition Look into the thing that Look we- Look at you with segues. That we so like to call <laughs> life style. Give me an update. I feel like- it's been a, a month, maybe, that you've had your Birkenstocks. Yes. I've seen you wear them a lot. Yeah. Tell me them. some, now that you've had heavy testing. Heavy testing, yes. Tell me about current thoughts on the Birkenstocks. What model? And then give me some, some feedback. As we've talked about on this show, and then also, this was an awesome of the week for me on Sword of Awesome. You have ding dong feet. Yes. I do. They hate you. They hate you more than your hormones, your migrainer hormones. If it's possible to believe that they do. It's true. They they do. do. I've watched them. They are hateful bastards. (laughs) I got the Birkenstock Tokyos. Spelled? T-O-K-I-O. Yes. And I got them in the black leather upper. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I love these shoes. They well, are talk first about the revolutionary. The Finish the description. The black oh, leather yeah. upper. What's special about the sole? They have the anti-slip sole. Anti-slip, so I won't slip. Sweet, Pete. so I will not slip and break a hip. In fact, thank God. As we get older, that's an increasing concern. I know. I know. These are my first ever pair of Birkenstocks. I've never had a Birkenstock sandal. I've never had any kind of Birkenstock, and so I'm so delighted to report that the 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 rumors the buzz the buzz the is real reputation for the Birkenstock with their completely solid but yet somehow also comfortable uh bed of the foot footbed is that a, is that what it's called uh, it's it's a name if you make it such so so comfortable now the Tokyo is a little different from the very wildly popular Birkenstock Bostons because they're both mule-style shoes. It's the same shoe with one difference. With one difference being that the Tokyos have an ankle strap. An ankle strap. They're, it's, it's a GD ankle strap. It's amazing. Listen. Listen. <laughs> when I look at this shoe. Yes. And it just hit me today. Because, yeah. hey, let's be honest. I'm a little slow, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like. A very well-made, high-end version of a croc. Uh-huh. Yes. But instead of having a heel strap that you can fold forwards or backwards, right. you pick between the Tokyo and the Boston. Yes. And there you go. There you go. These are, and I know lots of people love their Crocs, and Crocs are definitely on trend again. Sure. And they're great shoes. They're fine. They're totally fine. I They don't work for me and my specific ding-dong foot problems. Did you try to wear one? I have tried them. Okay. Yes. Then that's a fair statement. Yes. I was Otherwise, I was going to say, you didn't try it. How would you know? I need that extra arch support that a Birkenstock gives you. And Crocs are like. Arches? We don't need no freaking arches. <laughs> That's exactly. They don't care. Their perspective on the arch. Um, something I love about the leather upper that I chose, I have is been... Is that it's made of leather? Yes, and also ex- extremely resilient. Well, I've been wearing as these, leather is. Yeah, I've been wearing these in the backyard to take the dogs out. I've been wearing them all around town. They get a little dirty. I just wipe them up and... I saw, personally, you drop kick someone in the chest. No. And the shoes did not come off. That's not true. It's true. It was, listen, if we're being honest, it was a pretty weak drop kick. Yeah. So I don't know as how good of a test it was. Drop kicks do. Yeah. I mean, you're either in or you're out. Yeah. You felt more out than in. But it was a drop kick, okay. by definition, and they didn't come off. Okay. Yes. And your arches didn't hurt. And that's the important thing. That's the big thing. If you've got to do any kind of kicking at all, drop or otherwise. Yes. Stomp Side kicking, kick, no matter how kick. good your shoe is, if you're doing a stomp kick, you could still mess up your arch. <laughs> you can't blame the shoe for that. Exactly. All of that to say, I am super into them. I love them. My passion for them have, has even inspired you to it be has. like, do I need a pair Do of I books? need a pair? Here's a statement that I would offer to the people. And I feel like this, the only reason I offer it is because I feel like it coincides with the position that you've taken, which meant you had to get to whatever young age you're at now before you'd allow yourself to have a pair. Okay. Is that you looked at it and you were like, well, that price tag is a bit above. Mm-hmm. And so how many... Birkenstock-like shoes mm, have you owned? A lot. But never the original. Right, right, right. So right. just my encouragement to all the people would be, mm-hmm. you just get, if, if there's something you're interested in, yeah, 
Just get the thing. Get the get it from the person that made it famous. Try it out. If you don't like it, that's why eBay exists. And Craigslist, if you don't mind potentially getting raped, beaten, or killed over just trying to resell a thing that you didn't want after all. No offense, Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist is still a thing, believe it's it or not. It's still a thing. Even though now we've got Facebook Marketplace, we've got Mercari, Poshmark, all of these ways you can sell things. It's true. People still do the wheel and deal on the And Craigslist. if you do it enough, you can have your own media channel just celebrating the interactions between you and the people that you would sell the stuff to that you didn't want. There's, there's two or three folks I've seen, comedians, as it were, okay. who share a lot of content around some faux Facebook marketplace or eBay conversation uh, around yes. a transaction. Yes. And it's delightful. Very delightful. So, Always delightful. Yeah, maybe you make enough money doing that to pay for all the Well, there things. you go. It all It's a good out. side gig. Side it's, gigs are good. Yeah. Hey, speaking of side gigs. Or main gigs. Or main gigs. See, my my segue was not nearly as seamless it was, as yours it was. It was pretty good. And I don't think most people would have known until you said segue. Okay. Uh, one thing that's been on our minds as small business owners, each of us, mm-hmm. we don't own the SBOs small business. is what we like to call ourselves. Oh, do we? Yes. I've been missing out on that. I'm going to start doing that. We don't own the same small business. You own yours. I own mine. But it's something we think about. Yeah, we do think about it. And you actually, you referenced this earlier. You've been watching slash reading slash in the world. All of my watch, read, listen lifestyle this week, honestly. And not just this week. It's been, it's, this week was a new one. Listen, it's been 10 to 14 days. Okay. Has been around entrepreneurial efforts. Yes. So many years ago, in a land far, far away, mm-hmm. I was working for a corporation a major one had been through a couple of them and came to the realization that this company, it was very obvious in financial services and in, in the, the way in which I worked in that business to realize that this company keeps, and they're pretty, they're pretty honest ish about claiming it. They're keeping minimally 70% of the money that my work generates. They are keeping and I don't think that's too off base for most businesses, but in my business, it was blatantly obvious. And I guess one of the struggles I had was looking to say, okay, well, 70% of what I generate, you're keeping. What is the cost of my personal overhead right. within this entity? which you have aggregated across Mm -hmm. a lot of people in the same position. And the math just felt too offensive. Yeah. And so I struck out and started my own business. And that's, it's hard. It's scary Mm -hmm. because what you're giving up in most instances, what you're giving up is a predictable income to some level. Yeah. And benefits to some extent. If you can even call them that. Yeah, that's true. Which requires yeah. some some examination as well. Um, but I, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. And that's important. You can't just be like, well, I'm going to go make pony bead keychains on Etsy and make a million dollars. That doesn't happen. Yeah. There's no one that does that. No one. You're better off working for someone else. If that's the best idea that you have. Or make it a side gig. 
Side gig, fine, but even still, the hours that you would spend. Yeah. The only the only fair trade off is if it preserves sanity because it's not just yeah. going to make more. Right, 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 right. But in terms of true entrepreneurial endeavor, it, it's it's pretty helpful to have a thing that you feel like you're decent to good at that mm-hmm. has a market and all those things. But you sort through that, and if that's nailed down, there's just no question. You'll you'll always make more by doing it under your own banner rather than someone else's. Your overhead will be a fraction of what they're claiming is the overhead right. for you. And that was my experience in the move. Um, it's hard. It's stressful. There's There's ups, there's downs, all of that, that you don't necessarily experience when you have a known Right. Fixed rate of production where if I work, period, I will get paid because that's something you give away as an entrepreneur. Yeah. You don't know for sure. That's you for could sure. work yeah. really hard and barely make anything or yes. make nothing or even be in the hole. Yeah. So that's a thing you got to overcome to be there. But the rewards, the potential rewards are quite something, which is what's inspired both of us to continue that path. Absolutely. Yes. Now, I've been transitioning yet once again from the entrepreneurial path of providing something for a consumer to just purely doing something for us as it relates to financial markets and trading. And I've been a long time willing participant in continuing education around whatever it is I'm interested in, oh, yeah. which has been various and sundry over the years, wood carving, cycling, and now trading and a million things in between, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I buy courses, but I'm not, I don't go in. And I think that, I know I'm rambly. No, that's okay. That's fine. Keep a rambling. I think a very necessary adjustment at some point is to recognize, look, I'm not, whether it's this in the entrepreneurial vein, or you're just a person that likes Self-help books of some kind, yeah. whether it's how to organize my life or how to not pee on an electric fence or whatever it is that you're trying to figure out. That was There's a, a whole book about how to not pee on an electric fence? Actually, that's more of a hands-on experience in life. <laughs> you, you do it once and you're like, oh, I know how to not do that again. Maybe just don't pee on any fence. No, no, no. The joys of fence peeing. That's a, that is a book. I wrote it, self-published. It's available from my, the, the popular links section of my OnlyFans. <laughs> You're getting me all off track. Yeah. You're distracting me. Um, you like, you like it. You the, the, dive the, into the The right material. perspective to me. Yes. The right perspective. Is, and, and I think anybody being honest would be like, well, yeah, of course. To say, you don't, you don't buy a self-help book. You don't go purchase a course. You don't do any of this, hopefully, thinking this person has the secret. Right. And they're going to show me, start to finish, how to do the very thing. That I don't know how to do, that I suspect might be beneficial to do. Okay. That's not how it works. If that's how it worked, if they had that kind of solution, they sure as hell wouldn't be selling it. Maybe that's why you're a little skeptical of my migraine book. You feel like one person can't have the solution to healing migraine. Right. Okay. Right. I To some degree, yes. <laughs> it's not precise, but it's close. Okay. I'll roll with it. All right. 
So I, I went into this course that I purchased, not, not with the expectation that this doucher was going to be like, here's all the secrets and you've been waiting for. Though that was all of these claims all the way through. Yeah. Now, the, the expectation, hopefully, should always be maybe there's something, there's a piece of information. This is the minimum level of satisfaction. There's one piece of information that they will present that is either something that I just simply have have not come across or that I've overlooked that mm-hmm. will help or the way that they view and talk about things will help me to readjust what perspective that I am examining my own situation from. Right. So that I can overcome whatever hurdle has been there that has prevented me from my next goal. Yes. And that's how I that's how I approached this and that's how it's been working out for sure. But it is a labor. Yeah. It is a lot of time Mm -hmm. and effort and mental uncomfortableness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I often use the term as I discuss things with you that I am spun up, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. meaning I know that there's something to find here. And I feel like, like those moments where you have a phrase on the tip of your tongue and you're so pissed that you can't remember whatever it was, you know, it's there. You can't quite find it, but you're so close. It's that eureka moment in learning. Yeah. And that's, Oh, this time, especially painfully, it's been a couple weeks that I've been teetering there. Now I'm not sure if I am, at the summit and have begun my descent, or if I'm at the summit and I've died from exposure and nobody's going to bother to drag my body down because it won't decompose up there anyway at that elevation. Mm -hmm. I don't know yet, Mm -hmm. but I feel like at least I'm transitioning out of, of mental chaos and frustration and into something actionable. Well, good. Then, and it has been quite the whirlwind. It's been the whirlwind. All of, of that discovery. ultimately just to offer to other people, be so bold as to take that approach. Whether you're going to be an entrepreneur, have a side gig, or just work for somebody else, whatever, that doesn't, you solve your own stuff Yeah, as it comes to that. You do what you believe to be the rightest thing in the moment, the most right. correct thing in the moment, and there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. But appreciate that advancement has to Includes some frustration. Yes. But that frustration doesn't have to be anti-awesome. Okay. That is a great way to wrap up It's a lot of words. It's a lot of words. It's good. It's good. I'm surprised nobody's listening still. I'm not surprised by that. I'd be surprised if anyone was. Maybe only Dawn because her mail route wasn't over and she still was like, is this ever going to (laughs) end? I've been dragging out these last five houses now for half an hour. Oh, my goodness. Um, Okay, one last rando thing of lifestyle is we live in the heart of Oklahoma City. In the heart? I'm I'm not trying to dox us, but we have a pretty uncommon last name, and everyone knows we live in Oklahoma City. If someone really wanted to find us, they could. In fact, before the end of the episode, which isn't that far away, you could probably show up on our front porch. Exactly. But, I mean, when I say we live in the middle of Oklahoma City, we live in the middle. Yeah, yeah. We're literally barely north of the area called Midtown, which is just the 
the ragged edges of downtown. Yeah. You'd think living here in this urban environment, we can see downtown from, you mm-hmm. know, from close by our house, that we would have escaped the sounds, the smells, the sensory experience of our growing up in small town Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Of rural America. Rural. It's a fun word. It rural. Is. But no, Kyle. No. We we do like to sit on our back deck and discuss the problems of the world, solve the problems of the world, honestly. It feels it feels like a lie to call it a deck. I know by definition <laughs> it's a deck. It's like a real shitty back porch. <laughs> yeah, that's more accurate. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we kept hearing the sound. At first, we thought it was like machinery, like a machine running, and it's like squawking and squeaking. Right, as it like runs. belts slipping yeah, in, a, yeah, yeah. in an engine. We, there's a lot of people that love to do yard work in our neighborhoods. Uh, we thought, and there's somebody's always constructing something. Yeah, somebody somebody went to Lowe's and bought a nail gun. Woohoo! Yeah, but I kept saying that sounds like a duck. Does somebody have a duck in their backyard? It was a question that hung in the air for, like I said, a couple of weeks. At least a few minutes, if not a few weeks. As it turns out, no, it wasn't a duck. It was, in fact, a chicken. Oh, it was more than one. Well, at first there was one chicken, but now the chicken herd. No, wait, what's a group of chickens called? Flock? Is it a covey? I don't know. You keep talking. Somebody else else can look it up. So here's the thing. I, I do love I do love the whatever our, from our perspective diversity of where we live. Yeah, we have all. It's a flock. You're right. Oh, is it a flock, flock. of a flock, flock of, of chickens. chickens? Okay, but also they could be called a peep or a brood. A peep of a chickens. Brood. I think a brood is more uh, country appropriate. Yeah. Okay. Listen, we're we're. It's not like we are. The melting pot by any stretch. But as time's gone on, this central crevasse of the nation has become increasingly diverse. An odd smattering of folks have ended up in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And we've certainly, honestly, for the last probably 20 years, we've seen a bit of a reverse of what the case was during the Great Depression, where Oklahomans... And the Dust Bowl. And the Dust Bowl. Yes. I... I don't like to be corrected, even if I'm wrong, but I'll let that fly. Um, <laughs> and you don't like to get interrupted. We're, and I, well, that part's fine. That part's fine. Where Oklahomans fled to California for work. Yes. Well, we've seen over the last couple decades, we've seen not wholesale, not massive scale, but we've seen a lot of Californians that end up moving to Oklahoma, undoubtedly because they sell a property for a freakish amount of money there and realize they can buy a multiple of that property for a fraction of the price here. Mm-hmm. And it creates that phenomenon. Well, that's kind of what happened. Now, all that, the same, we live in the, in, in one edge of what's referred to in Oklahoma city as the Asian district, but there's also heavy Latino influencers. It's literally quite a fascinating little melting pot of a lot of different cultures, mm-hmm. many of which who still live close and tightly with family and preserve yeah. Traditions of their culture. So it's a pretty interesting area. Yeah. Um, for this instance, which is arguably now far less fascinating than all of that, there is a family that just moved in on our block who are California transplants. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've, I have no idea. I have no idea what they thought or think about Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. 
as they considered their move here yeah. and then ultimately executed it. We've laughed, assuming that they just took the perspective. Well, it's it's an agricultural area, so everybody has chickens. <laughs> well, here here we are in the middle of Oklahoma City, yeah. granted in a historical area with a little bit larger lot yeah. per property than elsewhere. Yeah. And they've decided there there's no neighborhood alliance against it. Apparently. They've decided by God, we're having chickens. Yes. And they do. They have a whole line. The, the, the husband who I've not met yet, I feel like I, I'm. it's going to happen. Oh. Oh. Okay. I just feel like it's going to happen. He's seen me. He waves at me yes. as though we are best friends. Yeah. Anytime. I feel like it's just inevitable. It's someone, going to happen. Someone told him, when you go to Oklahoma, just be prepared yeah. that everyone waves at each other. Or, so or like, somebody okay, told him, look, if you want to get in good, you find the biggest bastard you can and become his friend. <laughs> kind of like prison. You find the biggest person and try to fight him. I feel like that's what somebody told him. Yeah. Not that I'm big. I am. I'm a little heavy. <laughs> Let's going. not lie. Uh, I have a big beard. Yes. But whatever. In our neighborhood, I'm probably one of the more imposing figures. Okay. It's that's not fair. saying much, that's but fair. it is what it is. And so I feel like he's identified me as his prison pal. I don't know. <laughs> so he's waving. I know we're going to meet eventually. Um, I don't know why we had to go that whole path. Why'd you take me there? Because you were going to say that he's constructed a coop. Oh, he's handy. Yes. He's, he's handy. That's his I look job. like I look like I'm handy. Yeah. I'm not. You're not. I'm not. I mean, you actually are, but you don't, I don't like to be. do it. I don't want to be. Yeah. You know how to solve almost anything. Well, that's kind of you to it's say. Thank you. It's very true. But then also you don't like to do it. I hate so. doing it. I hate doing it. I don't like buying power tools. I hate using them, but I can. I have a history, my familial upbringing. I can I can fix a lot of things, yeah, including your wagon if you mess with me. <laughs> and that's a colloquialism for the country folk out there. Um, he's handy, yeah. He himself. We heard it going on. We just didn't know what it was. He's been building. It's like the Taj Mahal of chicken coops. It's the eighth wonder of the world. Oh man! Okay. And now it's fully stocked with chickens. And there is one in particular that's a real cranky bitch. <laughs> just constant and that's what we experienced what we sat outside two different trips outside today delightfully yeah but for a total of what do you think three hours yeah yeah that chicken never stopped no not once clucking but it's not really clucking it's like it's squawk whiny clucky yes stuff and then another one it may be the same one but i think it's different another one makes a sound that actually sounds like McGawk! Like how you think how you, how teach you think kids, a chicken should sound. Yeah, and how yeah. you teach kids this is the sound a chicken makes. That chicken literally makes that sound. It's like having a cat hey, that literally says meow. There's a reason stereotypes exist. <laughs> Somebody out there is fulfilling it. Yes. That's why. And that's that chicken. That's that chicken. So we got all that going on. Now, as a delightful interlude, the house that is between us and this new neighbor this is the person everyone knows, and if you don't know him, it's probably you and that whole thing. Yeah. That's only happy if they're bitching about something and has a battle to fight. Well, she fought with us yeah. for a couple years over a tree yeah. that she felt like was invasive that was on our property. We finally cut it down. She had nothing else to gripe about. She conducted a Facebook schmear campaign against us. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. No, that really happened. It was a real thing. Um, honestly, the big miracle here is that I didn't get myself arrested in some way, shape, or form. But I didn't. I behaved like a compliant adult. Mm -hmm. We took care of the tree issue. She's have, had nothing to be pissed off about, which has only increased her consternation. And so here come 
then on the, the other side, the Californians with their damn chickens. She actually started one of the, one of the little apps that relates to neighborhood stuff and things going on. Well, this was actually just like a neighborhood email, just that just went to our neighborhood. But I feel like anyway, she I felt like she carried it over to like possible. the front door app or it's something next like door, that. But yes. next door, yes. front door, side door, back door, <laughs> back door apps a different thing. That's more for men who are needing the examination of their <laughs> prostate. Yes, and I am a co-owner of that, so. <laughs> I have to disclose that before I promote it. Um, listen, she straight up got on and bullshitted everyone trying to claim that she and her husband have seen now coyotes because of the chickens in the middle of Oklahoma City. Listen, it never happened. <laughs> you are so it skeptical never about this. happened. She claimed it was in her backyard. One, coyotes aren't. No, she didn't uh, say it was in her backyard. She said it was running along our street. No, no, no. No. Yes. Listen. Yes, she said it was on the street, but she also claimed in one thing that it was in her backyard. Okay. Which is fenced with a standard, whatever, five foot tall fence. No, it wasn't. Yeah. But it's been quite enjoyable Mm -hmm. to, to watch her lose her shit over someone else rather than us. And to know also that there's nothing that she's going to be able to do to ruffle the feathers of the chicken. You did it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it immensely. I feel like we have the the makings of an episode of normal gossip happening in front of our eyes. I'm delighted. We already wrote it. It's done. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. So that's the update from here. I would, I want to throw one last thing in. There is a... I believe he's a Louisiana fellow who does a TikTok. Yeah, we've talked thing. about it before. Yeah, his his name is uh, Stale Cracker. Yes, and he constantly references chicken as he cooks it. He calls chicken yard pimp. It took me so long to realize that's what he was saying. Well, he has got that harsh Cajun Bayou accent. Yes, and then also to make the connection that yard pimp is chicken yard pimp. That's how he says it exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got the yard pimps. Yes, and... In the neighborhood now. And all the people that would rail against it. And coyotes. It's And coyotes. Well, evidently, except no. If anyone at Awesome Today fam does have backyard chickens, please... Or yard pimps. Please raise your hand and tell us... Show us pictures. Tell us the tales. Tell us the things. Even if you have to finally bite the bullet and join the Awesome Today Ooh, Facebook group. Yes. It's pretty... It's pretty easy going. You only have to guess right on one of the two hosts, yeah. host slash co-hosts of the show. Yeah. And we've even been known to approve some people that just didn't bother to answer the question at all. Or just like, come on in. Yeah. To the awesome Come, Tell family. me your story. Yeah, basically. Okay. Have a yard pimp. Oh. All right. Are we, are we doing it? We're or wrapping chicken. up. chicken. I don't know. Are we? Did yeah. you have more? No, that's it. I felt like you were getting ready to start hard, hard pressing. I was, but you beat the me episode. to it. I don't like to be pressured, so I made it my idea. Have an awesome yard pimp for dinner. Have an awesome today. Have a damn awesome week, would you? It's a good week. Why not have a good week? Have a good week. Okay. Just do it. Stop fighting it. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.